Good afternoon and welcome to number four in our series, God of Wells, God of Laughter. Last week we left our hero Isaac, whose name means laughter, at the wells of which he called Argue and Fight. Uh, a pretty rough time for him and all God's people when, when people start to fight with each other, but now it's time for him to move on again. And this time it gets better. The next well that Isaac moved on and dug was called Rehoboth, and which means room enough for us. Genesis 26:22 says this, And Isaac moved from there and dug another well. And they didn't quarrel over it this time. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, Now the Lord has made room for us. You could almost hear our, our hero Isaac breathing a sigh of relief and going, Oh, at last. Isaac hated fights and arguments. He was a man of peace whose name was Laughter. Isaac hated fights and arguments. He was a man of peace whose name was Laughter. He only wanted to follow his God and do God's will. So he moved on when people insisted on striving with him. Many people say that any renewal which started out in laughter was very shallow and didn't have any depth. But it's not God's view. The Bible proves Isaac to be a man of great determination, character and faith. And he knew that if God had promised something, nothing except his own unbelief could prevent God's provision. So all the time that people were striving with him, he retained the knowledge in his spirit that he knew God would make room for him and the people with him. A fresh move of God, a shift in the heavenlies, is needed to bring a fresh anointing to any ministry. You know, a new well experience started for a ministry in 1994 that I was associated with in Toronto. Our church, Follies End, came into our new well officially two years later in September 1996 when we moved into our current building in the middle of a marketplace. God opened a way for us, making us more spacious in the land so that he could pour out a fresh anointing for ministry. My wife and I have commented many times over the last years that although we started a ministry in 1980, Often it felt like we were starting over. There were so many new things to learn and new things to go for and new needs as we settled into these new premises that it almost felt like a new church. Although we as people moved here together, none of us fully anticipated the challenges facing us in order to push forward to establish the ministry. We just did not know, for we had never done it before. Mind you, that's never stopped us, and long may it be, but only God can see the end from the beginning. That's why we always needed faith, hope and love from God to get us there, without tearing each other apart. The revelation we received is that a well is not portable. We have to dig fresh ones when we move to new places. Our experience of the last one is the only thing we can take with us the memory of how God's blessed us. And hopefully it will help us to build the next one with more grace and more wisdom as we learn. That's our stand always in our ministry. We are here to help and learn. I remember thinking, here we are then. God has already made room for us. But guess what? He wants us to increase and become more and more fruitful in the land. 
and he's opening the way for us in our land and in other lands. He wants to always release new anointings for ministry, a new kind of leadership and a willingness in the people. Psalm 110 verse 3 says, Your people shall be willing in the day of your power. So Lord, make room in us for more of your Holy Spirit so that we can release more love, more power, more gifts and more provision. One of the most precious things that we can ask for is a Davidic heart in our leadership. God needs to bring David's and not Saul's to the throne, to the leadership of the church and the nation in every department. You know, Jonathan's, who was David's companion, people who are called with a Jonathan anointing will have to make decisions as to who they will flow with. Jonathan loved David all his life, and even helped him to escape, but he still died with Saul. He never actually joined David's army, even though that's where his sympathy was. It would have cost Jonathan dearly to leave his old life, but he would not pay the price, and eventually it cost him his life. Who will you flow with? You know, every well needs digging. And when God requires a deeper, more effective well, Deeper digging is required. It's a major achievement to dig a well and a very labour-intensive job to dig for spiritual water, especially here in the UK and especially when you're called to worship and family. Many people love a new way of the Spirit. They'll go to meetings and get filled up, but they may never be willing to pay the full price to continue to flow with it. For when things get uncomfortable or challenging, people can dig their heels in and complain that it's someone else's fault or simply retire from the digging party. It's very hard work. Everyone will have to give an account for what the Lord has called them to. We cannot bury our gifts and callings just because it gets a bit uncomfortable. It is God who calls us, not man. You know, if water's left standing, it becomes brackish and starts to stink, and everything around it will stink as well. Our prayer is that God will give us the right leaders with Davidic hearts who will grow up and grow us and mature us into a people who can do mighty things for God. But God requires us to be trained, and he uses everything to train us, for he disciplines those people that he loves and gives us the grace to respond. In digging a well, the deeper that we dug, the purer and sweeter the water would be. It would take a lot of hard work and be achieved better if there were a lot of people working together, forming teams of diggers who would work together and not just sit around waiting for others to labour over the blessing. Without clean water, people fall ill and sometimes die. And without regular drinking from that water, we could get dehydrated and fall asleep. When we first became Christians, our mentors took us to the wells and they brought us regular drinks round to the house. They taught us how to recognise the spiritual water of God and then they taught us how to dig for water ourselves. But they expected us to grow up and find our own water. It's the same with our father. God wants a people who will be spiritual wells, from whose belly flow rivers of living water, 
springing up into eternal life. Daniel 11 verse 32 tells us that the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Who is called to do great exploits? A few leaders or exceptional men and women of great faith or people who just know God. Every Christian, you and I, ordinary people with an extraordinary God for he is able to do more than we can ever imagine or think. The presence of God, the glory of God, will only fully manifest in a pure place. That's what this outpouring has is, is been about. It's been about the heart. It's been about intimacy with the Father. Not, it's not been about the power or the gifts. God is restoring the tabernacle of David, a form of servant leadership, Whole churches or leaders, humble before God, waiting on him, willing to be cleansed in the crucible of fire over time. People who want the, the presence of the Lord. People who love the Lord and want him first in their lives. They'll get dirt under their fingers because they've continued digging to find the sweet water. A people of laughter. People who are really lovely to be around. God appeared to Isaac after he'd built the well of Rehoboth. And he said in Genesis 26:24, Fear not, I am with you. You know, if God is with us, who can be against us? We may have difficulties to go through. God himself has always promised that he will be with us and that he is our salvation, not what other people think. Next week, we're going to be talking about um, the well of Beersheba, which means the well of sevens. In the meantime, I'd like to read to you a passage from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 12, which are the final instructions in this wonderful letter of Paul's. Paul is saying, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who work hard amongst you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everybody. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. And avoid every kind of evil. And may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Join me next week when we're going to continue our series on God of Laughter, God of Wells. In the meantime, look after yourselves and be kind to one another. And don't forget, this episode and all of the others in this series can be downloaded as a podcast from our website, www.folliesend.org.